0: Hi there, friends. Welcome to another episode of the No Small Stories podcast. This episode, I get to sit down with Ike Turner, a musician extraordinaire. He is involved in so many different projects and plays so many different instruments. I really enjoy his energy. Great person to talk to. And I am thrilled with the conversation that we had. I do hope that you will enjoy it. This episode, Shane had to sit out, but don't worry, he will be back soon. For now, Enjoy this awesome conversation that I got to have with musician Ike Turner. So welcome to another episode of the No Small Stories podcast. Uh, This episode, Shane's got caught up with some stuff he's taken care of, so it's just me, but I am here with Ike Turner, uh, who's a friend of my brother John's and into the music scene. Ike, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's really, really sweet. I yeah i love I love John he's such a sweetheart uh I'm quite a bit older than him but I have really strong memories of playing drums in the pep band in high school and oh, looking sure. over and John being there like being stoked on the drums and stuff and <laughs> yeah he became he's just an incredible musician himself so it's it was really neat to you know to see the kid grow up you know oh so. yeah
0: very very cool I like it. Yeah. So give us a little introduction to you and your, you know, I, I did get to look at your links, which we'll share in the description. It seems like you've got a lot of musical adventures that you are on and a part of.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a good thing. It's good to be busy, right?
1: I think so. I don't I don't know what the alternative would be. That's true. Um, sure, yeah, yeah. My name is uh, yeah, my, um, I'm from Wishick, North Dakota, which, you mm-hmm. know, that's where John is from. And, and you had some ties there too. And, 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 all that
0: good old small town Dakotas completely. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> in fact, I just made NIFLA soup for dinner tonight. So. I love
0: NIFLA. It's fall. It's like time for NIFLA. A hundred percent. I have been having that on my mind. Like I got to make some NIFLA for sure. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah.
1: So I'm a, an English professor in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been in, in terms of like creativity, which is your, your focus here, I've been a musician, uh, or well, I'm remiss to say the word musician, but I've played music my entire adult life. And then even in, obviously when I was younger too. And, um, I've just always been in a, a couple different bands and then, um, you know, now it's much more than just a couple different bands. I was going to um, say
0: the number of musical projects that you have <laughs> links to, I think it's, you can say official musician. I think it's, You've got enough out there. If I can call myself a podcaster with the amount of content that I have, I think you're set.
1: <laughs> well, you're that good. makes you feel good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and you know, when you get older, it just um
1: it gets easier in terms of where you find what well, where you find your priorities wanna be, I guess. And I have a super rad partner, my my wife Melanie, who um is a musician as well. She plays in, in a band as well. And and I think we have. We're trying. You know, we try to work on our balance of like when each of us can go to band practice or go play shows or do whatever. You know, so mm-hmm. I'm super lucky. You know, it's
0: and, no, that's really cool when you have someone who's supportive of your creativity and and also is you know has their own creative things that they're doing. You know, I really I love that. I think that's great. Awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I'm. I'm I find to find that we've got a really. Um, you know, it's. I, I think there's an inherent sort of maybe Midwestern thing of like not wanting to call attention to when things are going really well
0: Uh, (laughs) the waiting for the other shoe to drop kind of scenario yeah Yeah, I think there's a little bit of that built into us yeah
1: completely so I'm I'm probably damning myself here by saying I think we have a pretty good life you know so
0: (laughs) no go ahead you know what celebrate it it's enjoy it and and just be glad for it I think if you enjoy it more will come Right. Oh,
1: there
0: you go. Yeah. I'm with that. The universe will bring you more of the good feelings if you just appreciate them. Right. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So I was listening to some of your music, um, the different bands that you're in. It's very kind of interesting because they all seem to have their own flavor basically. Right. You know. So can you talk a little bit about like the instruments you play or, or the different um, kind of roles? It seems like you've got a couple of different roles depending on what project it is.
1: Absolutely, yeah, um, well, I mean, I'll sort of focus on the ones I'm currently sorta in, um mm-hmm. uh, I have a band called uh- it was a weird name, but uh, one of my children named this one called uh Wowza in Kalamazoo, and yeah, band, yeah, that one um is one where uh I play mostly just guitar in mm-hmm. that band and and on some of the records, I play drums and stuff, but um, and I I feel like that one is maybe uh, one where I can steer the vision a little bit, not quote by myself because I trust my bandmates. They're all so awesome and and great. Um, but one where I'm like, OK, these are maybe songs I brought in or we jam and we, you know, kind of that type of thing, quote my band. But I, I feel gross saying that.
0: Um, <laughs> well, you're in that, it. So it is, you know, it's you. It's your band. It's their band. Right. Sure. Totally. Yeah. You all get to claim it. That's right. Yeah. You can all be stakeholders. Right. <laughs> <laughs> totally. There yeah.
1: you go. And then um, a person from that band and I have a group called Hand Turner um, that yes. makes some more like ambient kind of music. And um, she and I are like 50-50 on that one. We're really, uh, that's important to us for everything to be 50-50 on all the decisions we make and how we put our records together and all that. And I'm that's very rewarding too. Um, I, play- I was
0: listening to the, the Hand Turner a little bit um, and I do, I was enjoying that. I saw on the Bandcamp website, uh, like where you guys have your stuff posted, yes. I saw her picture and I had to go, like, I was like, I gotta go find her. And I don't, it's gonna sound weird, but it's one of those things where I saw her face and I'm like, I feel like I know you from somewhere.
1: Oh, lovely. Like, oh. so
0: weird. And and it was kind of, it's a funny little synchronicity to her name's Frankie. And Frankie is a character in my fictional podcast, that like, if Frankie with an eye, and she's kind of like a big deal on the podcast. So I was like, I love that. That's so fun. Maybe I I don't oh. know. It was just like a weird little sort of almost like deja vu kind of. I was like, yeah. God, I feel like I know her face from somewhere. It's so weird.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. She will love to to hear that. That that uh those synchronicities are right up her alley. She's brilliant. Oh. Yeah, brilliant musician. Uh, so.
0: Do tell her about it because it was just yeah. such a weird little thing where I'm like, There's no reason for me to think I know you, but I think I know you. Oh.
1: That's really lovely. I'll I'll see her at work tomorrow. We both work at the same place too. So, oh,
0: very cool. So, is that how you guys got together and started? Started the band? Started collaborating together?
1: Oh no, we we um. I mean, we we did you know work together at the time, but no, I think it was just sort of a water finds its own level type thing. We both figured. We both realized we kind of were on the same wavelength on a few things and um that collaboration was really nice when we started i would send frankie songs and then she i would record all the parts the drums and guitars and bass and keyboards and all that stuff and then like sometimes it would be maybe not even 24 hours later she would send me back this fully completed song with her vocals on it and everything
0: and it was oh cool yeah
1: it was awesome so um and then i played drums um in a band well i have this here uh, we have a new vinyl record out, but
0: I no, I was listening to that, uh oh. those ones also. I really love the art that you have for that album. Uh oh, that they- is like really very cool. Yeah. And I like the so the song I, oh I can't remember if it was is it Oh Thunder Oh Thundercloud
1: in Aquamarine, is that it? Yes, yeah that's
0: yep. the one and yeah. It had a very sort of like it kind of had almost like a sort of psychedelic chill kind of feel to it that I was really like, like, this is pretty groovy. I dig it. I like this. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. psychedelic We would we, we jokingly call it edibles rock. like I, you know.
0: <laughs> But you need to have that out there in the world these days. I mean, it's more and more prevalent. It's more and more. There's a high demand for it. At you know, server.
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> absolutely. No, it was really very cool. I was like, the, I, you know, some very cool stuff you have going on. I like it.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah, um, yeah, it's been really good. Um, just yeah, just maybe two others that I'm currently, well, three. Sorry. Um, I was gonna say
0: you have a yeah. <laughs> oh, you have a an impressive, you know, resume there with all the different projects that you're on and the different things that are out there. Like, very cool.
1: It's a lot. I know. <laughs>
0: But um, you know what? It made me feel better because I'm that person that I kind of like have a lot of irons in the fire too, because I just can't stop myself. So I felt better seeing that being like, okay. It's not just me. There's, oh, that's
1: there's, fantastic. there's other
0: people that get like a little overexcited about the stuff they like and yeah. do a lot of things.
1: Yeah. The songs have to go somewhere. You know, they're mm-hmm. the, the, it's, it's in here and it's got to come out and go you somewhere. You got to
0: express <laughs> so, it somehow.
1: Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, I play in a band called Out, and that's mm-hmm. rock music. And and then I play in a group where it's kind of just myself and another writer, uh, a woman named Suzy, uh mm-hmm. um, Suzanne Aaron. Sorry, Suzy. Suzanne. <laughs> and uh we have a um we've got we've made a couple. Well, we made one record, and um that one is mostly Myself and a couple other people just playing all the music but I guess maybe mostly myself and then she adds lyrics and stuff to it and I like collaborating with her too. And that's really pretty songs you know so
0: no I really like honestly all the things that I was listening to I was like I did. Why are you not on Spotify and on MTV like this is fantastic. (laughs) I don't understand. So, I, you know, I don't know if you guys ever do any, like, put stuff up on YouTube, but if you have something we could share on our channel, that would be really cool, too, because oh, I, yeah. I think it's really great stuff you have. Thank Can you. I ask, so when you're collaborating, I, I know you kind of, um, it's explained on a couple of your pages, you do some sort of, I guess, digital or, or virtual collaboration. So you yeah. are recording. Can you kind of talk about that process a little bit? So, like, you would yeah. have to record by yourself, and you kind of file share, like, what does that look like for for you as individuals in the projects.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Um I am also to be very to be very blunt I'm incredibly limited in terms of my ability to interface with technology. Um I I do I use only my uh my phone as as my recording device. Really? And, and that means like only the kind of crappy microphone on my phone. And so what I, how, I, how a song goes for me usually is I get a rhythmic idea or I'll be playing guitar while I'm watching television or,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, watching the news or watching the fights or whatever, you know, and then I'll, I'll come up with a song and I play the drums first and then I layer everything over the top of that. And I think if the, a real recording engineer or a person who's quite adept at home recording would look at my process or hear it, they would be just like horrified.
0: Um, <laughs> but, but you're still doing it and that's what matters. And and when it all comes
1: together, I'm I'm kind of into the sound. I like that it sounds kind of
0: wild or crappy or something. You know, like yeah, you, know, you know what it is. It's got like I think maybe that's part of what made me give me the psychedelic kind of vibes on on the some of that music. Was that you have that sort of like seventies recorded in a basement kind of vibe. You know what I mean? <laughs> like there's something very sort of crunchy, organic in a fun way. So I yeah. like it.
1: Oh, thank you. And then, you know, there's other bands I'm in where we go to, you know, nice studios or like big studios or whatever and make our records there. And I like that, too. I really love when an engineer gets a cool drum sound or a good guitar sound. But for just my own purposes at home, when I'm either generating songs for one group or another, I don't need anything more than that, you know, and. You know, I like to layer different kind of percussive elements like bells and cups of water with different amounts of uh, water in them. And then I hit those with. Oh, I love that. That's so fun. It's really cool. Yeah. And I would like to say, I think that um, I think I, I would like to credit the. Public school system of the state of North Dakota and the uh district, what is it, 19 Wichita public school system? Um, they had, you know, compulsory music education when I was a kid. Like I, I remember going to music class every day. I, I maybe I'm wrong, but I remember it being basically. No, I
0: remember when when I was in high school. So I'm a little older than John, but like when okay. I was in middle school, high school is when like the band funding really got cut and dropped. Oh, and so it yeah. became not not mandatory anymore and you know the the opportunities really with music and art kind of shriveled up and yeah but you know I think what is kind of even though you have that in some of the public school system I do think that what you're seeing you know with things like cell phones and various things you know like I have younger siblings and like my younger sister likes to play her little ukulele that she has and and play around with music and it's like That might not necessarily be in the schools anymore, but there are so many things available for young people now. I mean, you have YouTube, you can learn how to play an instrument from somebody on YouTube or, you know, there's so many various different ways that you can get into creativity. So, you know, there is at least a little bit of technology has taken up the slack in some areas like that.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, and even like they've shown studies about the effects of video games. This is maybe 15 year old data now, but like the effects of guitar uh, hero, that video game where people oh, for will sure. play that and then start playing guitar and they'd be into guitar. And my take on that is whatever gets you there. That's fantastic. You know? Oh, so,
0: absolutely. Yeah. It just gets get them excited about it and, and passionate about it in some way, shape or form and get them to explore a little bit. You know, yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Big fan of that. So.
0: Absolutely. Um, Very cool. Yeah. So now you I find this a little bit interesting because John talked about that, too, that you start and I I don't know anything about music, but you start with the drum line. Yeah. First.
1: Yep. So you have to have a pretty solid idea in your mind of where the song is going, obviously, because what you're doing literally is playing along to the song in your mind. Right. And you're hoping right. that your time is pretty good. You're hoping that your your marks in this change of the song are in there. And um, m- mostly I've had success with that for some reason. I kind of hear a song or visualize a song as a complete piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know why that is. I just it's it's the way I think about music when I'm generating music, you know, so I can really kind of play along to the song in my head. I don't usually play to a click track. I've done that before, but it didn't. It didn't um work too great for me
0: okay um, yeah i know but, john talks about that 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 kind of helps you with the keeping time kind of right
1: yeah keeping the time and i like a little swing in things you know so i, I don't usually use a click track
0: um but then, yeah, you know, i think you- i could kind of get that vibe though in some of the music like there's a yeah. very sort of i don't know if flowy or fluid is kind of the right yeah. way but like i definitely dig it i like that vibe
1: Oh, great. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy now in my uh, dotage.
0: <laughs> there, yeah, there you go.
1: I'm happy to play the same song for 45 minutes. You know, I'm I'm completely happy doing that. And
0: uh, that what a of- wonderful blessing for you. Like some <laughs> people like have we us younger people, we've got the short attention spans and we can't hang on to it. So, you know, there enjoy you that and be happy for yourself that you have that.
1: Yeah. I don't know if anyone would ever want to sit and listen to that, but I'm happy to do it. So
0: <laughs> there's an audience out there for everyone. I firmly believe that. So there's got to be, I mean, look at all of the YouTube videos that are like 24 hours long for relaxing meditation, oh, right. whatever, you know, so I oh bet you could absolutely yeah. do that.
1: Yeah. And there's crazy you, you, that speaking of that, like, you know, there's, a. I saw one, oh, I swear to God, I saw a YouTube video not too long ago that I was trying to figure out the timestamp, but I think it went on for like days and it was a song that they slowed down by 5,000% or something. And it was just basically tones. It was such a weird trip. It's like, my God, these people are really uh, exploring the further reaches of weirdness.
0: (laughs) No, but that's really kind of fun though. You know, you break it really super slow. Then all you have is just kind of frequencies and tones. Like that's really interesting.
1: Yeah, it's really neat. So like, I'm sure when you're editing your podcast, you've done some like, you know, zoning in on little sound parts or sound waves and been like, Rrr. you know, you can kind of hear weirdness there. So you
0: know what? There are like, I've edited enough that I can see in the in the sound spikes. I'm like, oh, that's a cough. That's a what, you know what I mean? And I'm like, no, nope, get rid of that. We gotta get that stuff out of here. That's
1: like, you, you, you know, me. you
0: watch it and you can, you can start to say like, oh, no, I just oh. said, oh, you know. Certain yeah. words that I know I say over and over again, like um or what. I, and, oh, gotta get rid of that. Oh,
1: that's fantastic! Yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah, that was a trick with podcasting that I learned recently that I'm and that that blew my mind. I have a friend who does that for a living. He removes all the ums and the pops and the clicks and and tightens things up. That's what he does. Oh,
0: really? I'm,
1: and I was just like, "Are you kidding me?" And I'm like, "You what is that? What you do?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah. That's I just did. I do that at my computer." right oh, mind-blowing to me you know
0: yeah i mean if good for him if he gets paid for it you know i'm still doing that <laughs> pro bono right now donate to our patreon please kind of thing but you That's know, right, yes <laughs> we'll get there one day where i can pay somebody to do it absolutely for so. a real but no you do you get used to seeing those spikes that are you know nope don't want that one
1: yes totally yeah so right on
0: i like it so with your you say you record your different tracks yeah, like every instrument separately, basically, and then yeah. you send those files to, you know, different people in your projects.
1: Yep. Yeah, either yeah, if that's the goal. Like, um, recently I started working on what is I don't know if it's going to be a solo record or I really don't know what it is, but I started working on this record uh, based around this uh, percussion instrument I have called a tongue drum, and it's like okay. a metal bum 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 bum. It makes a kind of pretty noise.
0: Oh, very sort of island. Yeah, I mean, you you know, what do you call steel drums?
1: Yeah, I would say it is akin to that. Maybe a little more muted or a darker sound, but it's okay. I have a high pitched one, too. That's more like a steel drum. Yeah. Okay. Um, And it was a gift my mother gave me for Christmas. It was the Christmas before COVID. And immediately I took to it like, oh, my gosh. And I've just been sort of toying with stuff for a couple of years or I guess three years now. Right.
0: And I know um, time kind of has collapsed since COVID, hasn't it?
1: (laughs) It is. It's been really weird. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah,
0: for real. And actually weird, that's very weird. That was the one
1: time in my life where I did not feel terribly creative was that first um, six or eight months of COVID.
0: I, you know, I think that probably happened to a lot of people. Life just shut down and you kind of didn't know what to do with yourself. There was a lot of, you know, glad there are streaming services available so you could fill your time with, you know, binge watching anything you can, you can, you know, distract yourself from reality with. For sure. uh
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I didn't feel the songs coming out of me at all. I think we made one record during that period, and I really like that record. But you can, I can hear myself kind of forcing it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's wild. You know?
0: Yeah. Um, But
1: yeah. So so yeah, I I layer all the stuff. I get a mix going, and then I send that to somebody if that's what's needed. If it's a demo, then I send the demo to my bandmates, and I'll and I'll say like, hey, I'd like to play it like this, or here's how the song goes, or whatever. and then, um, from some, sometimes those things make it to record too. Like in the case of a band or a project I have called majority haircut, um, with my like yeah. <laughs> um, those things are what we, how we make our records is we just do it like that. And, and, and that's how the records come out. Um, we're going to do, I think we're going to try and do a studio recording at some point. Um, I just don't know when or what the, I don't know what's going to happen there, but, you know,
0: Is that something where you like rent a studio space or do you?
1: Yeah, you buy, you pay uh, an engineer um, to record your, your record, you know, in a studio. And mm-hmm. we've used um, some really lovely studios. Uh, there's a great one, in, a couple great ones at Kalamazoo, um that we've used Broadside and Sunspot and La Luna. Those are great studios. We really love them here. And then I really like recording in um, Chicago, Illinois, at a studio called Electrical Audio. Um,
0: very cool.
1: Yeah, it's a great studio, really, really great. I mean, he the, the 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 proprietor and owner has been a recording engineer for many, many years. And it's he just has wonderful people there. And one of whom is a friend of mine named Matt. I, I love recording with him. And then I really like recording at this studio in Iowa as well, um, called Flat Black Studios. And that's a really fun you you sleep there and you stay there and like. Oh, you know, cool. you can- yeah, you like get up in the morning and drink your coffee. And then when you're ready to start going, the guy is just like presses record and you start doing your thing. And um, I've made a couple records there and or I guess three now. Uh, um, and I really love recording there, too. So
0: yeah. very cool. I like yeah. it. So so you kind of travel around to record now. I think yeah. you do some touring, too, now yeah. and then. I sure do. Um, yeah. So what when you're touring is that, you know, um, do you have specific projects that you tour with and what's that, you know, when you're an independent musician, right? Like what is yeah. that process of, of planning and putting that together look like for you?
1: Sure. Yeah, totally. I, I'm pretty well versed in that. Um, so years ago when I was in bands in college back in North Dakota, when I, I lived in North Dakota, I went to college at UND in Grand oh,
0: Forks Okay.
1: and, um, I played in bands there two pretty full-time bands. And we toured a lot. Like we would tour anytime we'd have time off, we would hit the road. So I came from that school of being kind of a road dog a little bit. I really liked being on yeah. the road to playing music. You can't do that when you have a family, right? Like unless right. this was my, my main form of income and it is not,
0: you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. You wouldn't be uh, a teacher if you were making money with music, right? No, I mean, yeah.
1: I yeah. would just do that, you know, but, um, so, and also like I, really enjoy my family and I want to be around them. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't, I'm not looking for an excuse to, to get away from my family. So in the past deck was say like decade ish. We've been able to do like, you know, a seven day tour and a five day tour and another five day tour this year alone. I've been, I've hit it pretty hard. I did a five days with new standards man in March. And then I did um three days with Frankie and our friend, Beth, we have a combo called the Beth McDonald Trio um, that will record in um, in January, and we did three days, and then I just did two two more days with New Standards Men, and then we did a two day thing with Wowza earlier in May as well. So I've been able on the, to be on the road a little bit more than normal this this year for a person who is not like uh, you know that's not, it's not your not regular yeah it's not my regular <laughs> deal, and I've really enjoyed that a lot. I've been really really fortunate to do that. Um, um, really nice responses, mostly everywhere we've played we've very been very
0: cool, yeah,
1: and how that works is if if it's the band where I'm kind of the driver, I set the shows up usually um okay. mostly i mean not I'm not disparaging my bandmates at all, but it just seems to be that's how it kind of works out. Mm-hmm. um my bandmates are totally capable of setting up shows too. I'm not saying they're not, but it just usually seems to be that's the way it is. If I'm playing with new standards men, usually, then I'm just kind of we just figure it out, you know, yeah, um. And then, yeah, so that's just kind of how we do it. So and how I, do
0: you select venues or or get that set up? Is, is, oh, yeah. Do you, you know, are you just finding places that have live music and saying, hey, we'd like to come play? Or how does that go?
1: Yeah, I mean, not as much that anymore, because there's such a circuit or a, a web or connection of people who come from the same aesthetic kind of background that I do, um, where they play music you know, punk rock music, What's it's called for, for lack of a better word, we'll call it punk rock music, right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: For years and years and years. And those people all know each other and they know each other from, Oh, I remember this from 20 years ago and this and that.
0: Yeah. Time. This show or that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, you know what town they're in, you can reach out to them or, you know, a person who's booking in that town or whatever. Um, we have had really nice success with a couple blind, like throw it, throw it out and see if it works. And yeah. one, one just really freaking amazing show was in new london minnesota in may uh it was like it was like uh all, it, on paper it had all of the makings of this is going to be awful like this is gonna be, <laughs> it was like it's open mic night and there's a lot there's drink specials and like you know it's like all this kind of stuff where you're just sort of like oh boy okay here we
0: go. I don't know what you're gonna run into except for drunk people <laughs> exactly but it, yeah. ended,
1: it ended up just being like an awesome night with the coolest people and like Met people that night that I'm still that I'm I'm sh- I'm sure I'll be friends with for a while. You know oh, what I mean? Like, love that! And and that's what you know. Again, at my age, that's what it's about. And I I should say I turned forty seven this week, so that's that's how old I am.
0: Oh, you're um, young. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. You're not you're not old until you you know what what is that? You don't you don't get old.
1: Don't if you're stop old, playing
0: because you get old. You get old because you stop playing. So that's right. Yeah. Playing. Yeah, you know, then you'll begin.
1: I got some fantastic advice from a dude. He's a guitar player in one of my favorite bands and we got to play with them. And then recently they actually stayed at the house here, too. It's a band called Oneida. And oh, cool. Yeah. And this guitar player guy like this was years ago now, but he I was having a, I was getting ready to have another baby or we were getting ready to have another baby. And he was just like uh, and he was so simple with it. He was like, you know, if I can shred, then I can be a good dad. And if I can be a good dad, then I can shred. And it was like, it was such, <laughs> like, it was like stoner
0: wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, you know what? Sometimes that's the greatest kind. It's just, it totally worked. It was simple to the point, you yep. know? Yep. Oh, yeah. I love it.
1: Yeah. It was really that, cool.
0: That's really so great. You know, I think as much as we kind of talk about on the podcast, you know, for people who are creative people or or doing this kind of on the side and might want to make it a full-time gig and, and would like it to be what they do. Yeah. There's, you know, there still is really so much value in just enjoying what you're doing and, you know, being in it for, I guess, kind of like what it does for you as a person, you know, you're a better person when you get to engage in the things that really make you joyful you know, and, and I think that does translate to the rest of your life, whether it's your family or your job or whatever it is. If you're, yeah, if you can get into those things and really enjoy yourself, it does, you know, your, your quality of life is better in all aspects of it because you have that outlet and that creative channel available to you. So, you know, I think that's really great.
1: I think that there's an idea too, um, that I hold to is, I would do this um, on my own if no one ever paid attention to it at all. And it sometimes it feels like no one is paying attention, and I still get an incredible amount of joy out of it, you know? Um, I love
0: that. That's such a beautiful thing.
1: Yeah, I'm really, really lucky. And, you know, I'm lucky too. I had parents who fostered creativity when I was a kid and were, you know, just cool about whatever we wanted to do, you know there mm-hmm. was never they' never they didn't say no about stuff that that you know would be frivolous, and I'm sure they had moments when I was in college where they were like, "Come on, dude, like
0: <laughs> get real, <laughs> yeah, like I
1: don't want my kid on the road for forty days, you know, playing every crappy bar in America, mm-hmm. but they were just cool about it, you know, and i and I know they're like the music I make is not I'm sure it is not for most people for real, um, but they're really. You know they're really supportive still. Even as an as an older guy, you know they're still this super supportive like they were back when I was a kid. So I, that that helps if you have. I don't know if you have kids or or anything like that. I
0: don't just dogs. You know, so yeah. for but um no that is I really like that. That's really great. You know I think yeah. sometimes you. It's kind of interesting. Sometimes people have that environment they grow in, grow up in where, you know, that creativity is fostered. And so you go do those things. Yep. And sometimes it comes from the opposite situation, you know, where you're really oh. not encouraged and it becomes sort of like a rebellious thing that you do, right? That you're going to totally. go and and yep. and, you know, play out your highest joy anyway and engage in those things anyway. Yep. So, but and, I that's really, uh, you know, you are definitely lucky to have that environment, though, where it was encouraged and and you were just kind of given that free reign to do that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I, I think so. I feel like I am. Yeah, and you know, like you know, I'm sure you know. I like, I love Cindy a lot. I think Cindy is oh. the sweetest woman in the world. And on top, of- she
0: absolutely is. She took care of my dad for such a very long time. She is yeah. a saint, absolutely
1: absolutely she's just the greatest biggest heart um uh, probably the best cook on the earth you know like <laughs> i would have
0: to agree i mean if planet earth was going to send a representative to another planet for food wise cindy is the one that we she is our earth representative in the food world hundred yeah. percent.
1: and i bet that she was like that with you know with her kiddos you know like because all her kiddos turned out awesome you know and, and even if they didn't turn out awesome i'm sure she's still rad you know but I just I don't know. I know oh, Cindy,
0: Cindy, you know, I think I obviously John's got more, you know, 24 hour 24/7 growing up with her, but you know, right. very chill, very um sort of broad perspective, I think.
1: Yeah, that's what it always struck me as. She was and I don't want to ever disparage where I'm from because I'm really proud of where I'm from. I'm super proud mm-hmm. of you know, being from North Dakota and super proud of being from Wishick and all of that but i didn't you know i mean i i understand that i'm not uh i was maybe outside of the norm at times right i i don't i don't want to say was a freaking weirdo or something but you know that was a person cindy who never ever made you feel like you were a weirdo when you talked with her she was was absolutely so
0: yeah uh yes and and i do yeah no i'm with you on that that because i i've always been a little bit of like kind of like had that black sheep streak in me just a bit you know and like But Cindy was, uh, it was always okay with Cindy, whatever you were, yep. you know, and that is totally, uh, I do think you know, again, blessing to have that in your life, right? Yes,
1: totally. To have the cool mm-hmm. people like that. So, and they can foster creativity just by being cool and like not being a jerk, you know, like, right. a, you know, it
0: just by allowing someone to be. Yep. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I do think I get it, you know. A a lot of the people that we kind of are talking to right now are local. And, um, you know, I do agree with that. There's kind of a or maybe at least previously there has been kind of like a, you know, where the Dakotas were kind of rural and empty and there's nothing really groovy going on. And Uh maybe maybe you have that in in Michigan to, to some degree. But yeah, depending where you are. Sure. Right. But, you know, if you look, you can find a lot of people doing some really cool stuff. And I think that's kind of one of the things that we that we try to do with this podcast or that we have a goal to do is to kind of, you know, broaden that net of that community of, you know, people like you and the, the. I guess, I don't want to say small time and in, in, but no, no, small time is perfect. <laughs> right. But you know, there's a lot of people doing small time stuff that is really yeah. very cool. And you never yeah. know who you might meet and be able to collaborate with and do something fun with. Yep. Um, you know, even just like artists, for example, you know, for like your cover art or your your album art, you yeah. know, like your um for out the Billy album. Yeah that, yeah. that dog that you have on there that looks like it's kind of like a clay. It's something. It's,
1: it's a it's like a, a metal sculpture.
0: Is and, that what it is?
1: Yeah. And Billy was a real dog and Billy was a Boston Terrier like that dog like
0: that dog. So yep. cool. Yeah. And we but love you... Billy.
1: Billy was a great dog. So oh, yeah. I
0: love that. Yeah. But it's it... really cool. You know that you you never know who you're going to meet and run into that can add somehow to the creativity. Right. Like just because yeah. someone's not a musician doesn't mean you couldn't collaborate somehow on something.
1: Sure. And in that case, it's even cooler in some ways because that um that w- that album art was done by a member of that band, um, Chafe Hensley who's an incredible artist, an incredible guitar player and singer. And when he showed that to us, I was just like, oh, now that's the record cover. Like that is it right there, you know? And
0: It's very cool. I really yeah. like it.
1: Here, let me turn this light on. See, let me see how this works.
0: Oh, go for it. Yeah. I don't want to uh, ruin your podcast. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You're totally fine.
1: Okay. See, maybe this will be okay. I'm in my room now because my family is. Oh, that, that's a little better. I
0: guess. You're good. Okay. Yeah, you're doing great. Don't worry about it. Oh, we're okay. very, you know, we're very DIY here still so far. So, great. you know, very much have some of that going on for us.
1: Oh, great. I love that. Excellent. Yeah. yeah.
0: Which gets to kind of like, I mean,
1: there, there is a point though, where I would be ignorant or lying, I guess, <laughs> if I didn't say, you know, at some level, even when you're an artist, just making, um, you know, you're a writer and, mm-hmm. you know, you write and at some point, I'm sure you're like, I hope somebody reads this. Um, and then also like maybe if these things start to pay for themselves a little bit, that would be nice too. Yes. You know, which becomes a concern. It's one I've been really bad at thinking about in my entire life. I've never been good with that aspect of, uh, of what we're doing. And right now, a friend of mine, uh, Frankie, Frankie Hand, mm-hmm. she and I are making uh podcast music for people and soundtrack music. And Very like cool. That. Yeah, and it's been really nice, and it's not. And we we at some point, I'm I'm assuming we hope that within five years, this is something that is like, oh hey, there's a little extra revenue stream that's coming in for you. It feels great. Again, it feels super weird to us because we're both pretty, you know, we're we're both pretty anti-capitalist in many ways.
0: Yeah, but, but you know, I think. It comes down to, I think that, well, there's bills, but you know, and Shane and I have talked about this before the idea that there's literally billions of people on this planet and we have the internet now, like you have, there has to be enough people that would be into your stuff that you could have an income and a revenue stream from it, whatever you're doing, whoever you are, wherever you are. Right. There's so many different ways. And I, uh, that, you know, Some people might see me as being a little wooey woo for it, but like, I am very much in a space of just, you know, if I continue to think positively and feel positively about it and speak positively about it, the universe has to line the right things up and same thing with, you know, like, so like, that's, I think that's in my mind, I think, okay, I would love for us to have a bunch of Patreon subscribers so we could totally pay you to start, like have an intro song for us. And I'm sure that. I mean, there's so many podcasts out there. That's such like that's a great thing yeah. to get into as a musician, uh, you know, doing podcast music intros or even, um, yeah, you yeah. know, would you ever do like I don't know if jingles is the right
1: thing oh, to we would do... anymore, but we've done music for people who play role play games. We've done music for soundtracks. We've done music for um, documentary films, literally anything, because for, from our perspective, music is um like the most beautiful thing right you know it's it's a beautiful thing that is that we are uh, gifted with you know that we get to I, play it and listen to it and and agree, you know 100% so, you know we're super open to anything and we really like challenges too so that's been really fun Frankie and I were kind of trying to figure out how to write some pop songs
0: oh and, very fun yeah and like if you need help with lyrics i would be super down i'm not musical necessarily but like i I can get very lyrical with like sort of the poetry type stuff that I, that I like to write. So oh, that's lovely. I mean, like maybe me writing. Yeah. Yes, no, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that like, it's, um, it's really great that you're willing to try and do those different things because when it, you know, as a writer, I always think, you know, and I, I come from a background of having gone to film school. Right. So, oh, you know, really? yeah. Like where did you, where did you go? Um, Minnesota state university, Moorhead. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, so it's, but, you know, music is such an integral part. You know, when I think of like storytelling for my writing and things like that, and I produce my fictional podcast that, you know, that's one of the things that I, I wish I could put more into it is, you know, not just like the performance of, of you know, I wish I could have someone who did voice work, but mm-hmm. putting together a sort of full production where you do have music and soundtrack, because that really does it. it adds so much to the story right like there's something yeah. in music that really bolsters storytelling and that's why it works for film and tv and and you know creates that atmosphere right like it really yeah. enhances what you're doing
1: totally and gives you the it, it's the what's the well you know i guess you know it's better than i would mise en scene the
0: mise en scene
1: yeah the complete scene of everything yes where you know that there is even a manipulative power to it. And I love that there is a manipulative power when the strings Uh, swell at a highly nostalgic point or things get tense. You know, I actually really love that, you know?
0: Yeah, Jaws would not be the movie it was without that soundtrack.
1: Absolutely. You know? Yes. Oh, so many. I mean, thinking of the Doors music in Apocalypse Now even. And and I'm- Oh, yeah. By no means a major Doors fan, but I can't imagine any other music in the world working there. You know, in the, in
0: that right. Concept,
1: you know, there so. are
0: some iconic scenes of of you know movies and things that if it didn't have the soundtrack or the music that went with it, it just wouldn't have the same gravity. It wouldn't have the same atmosphere, right? So, yes, totally. it, music yeah. is such an important part. You know, it's I love music just in and of itself. Yep. But when you're when you're doing storytelling and getting into that kind of you know putting it all together it's like it really is such a you know you you have to have all the elements in that kind of mixed media right and oh yes yeah i love that that's so cool yeah very very cool so with your can you talk maybe a little bit about because this is something that again we do kind of talk about the revenue stream right yeah so what are the sort of avenues right so you do these where you might do music for podcasts or documentaries things like that um but what other things are on your projects you know i see you're on Bandcamp, and and albums are available for purchase so can you talk kind of about the different channels that you go to for selling your music or or profiting from your music
1: yeah there'd be i guess three right now um in two well three projects i'm in we have record labels that um took a chance on us, I guess,
0: Very put
1: put our records out. And so we will get quarterly statements. Um, Is it quarterly or is it, it's either quarterly or every half a year. I'm not sure where we will get a statement for records that we've sold. And that's always like a nice little, like, Oh, wow. Look at that. You know? Yeah. um, Some of those records are out of print right now because we just didn't, you know, they sold out and we didn't repress them, you know, and Mm -hmm. then a couple are pretty close to being out of print. Um, so we don't know when all when that happens. We that's a dis- discussion you have to have later. Hard to do when you have a band that can't tour that much. Mm-hmm. Touring is where you make your money if you're in a in a in a band, right? That's how you can make your money if you're in a band. It's because you can sell T-shirts and you can sell records. I was
0: say mm-hmm. ticket sales, merch sales. Yeah. yeah. The
1: second revenue stream would be just directly from Bandcamp if whomever uh, you know if I put the record up on my own thing or somebody else. Like that's how that works. And with a couple of bands I'm in, I'm really super lucky to have the projects pay for themselves and pay for studio time and sometimes even pay for like gas money to get to where we need to go. Then we make, you know, money on the road and all that stuff, too. But the band camp is sort of the sort of self-sustaining, um, maybe not 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 different from Patreon. In right. Some ways, right. Mm-hmm. Um, other than, you know, you can sell your your physical product through there, too.
0: Right, And then that
1: third revenue stream, yeah, is just if somebody takes a chance on wanting to use your music for a uh, placement somewhere. And there are ethical questions there. Like, I don't know. Um, like, I mean, I'm, I'm not a prude or I'm not uh, i I'm not, not I'm not a teetotaler necessarily, except for when it comes to alcohol, I'm a sober guy, right? And I've been sober for, geez, I don't know, 16 or 17 years. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if I would sell a a, rec- a song to an alcohol company, you know, like I have right. to- about that but then i also know like one of my kids is going to need braces so
0: <laughs> yeah there is that right like you kind of have to uh, back and forth Wait, i don't really feel yeah. good about it but i gotta yeah, take care yeah. of this
1: yeah i don't know like if I mean, i'm not sure like if uh halliburton asked said we'll give you a million dollars to <laughs> <make one of laughs> but- your songs in a tank commercial where we're blowing people up i'm not i don't know if i could do that but
0: yeah that you know, one might be a little rough but you yeah, know yeah
1: but you but know, on that, the other
0: hand somebody's going to be the one to sign that deal so you know. Yeah, you know, it's Why it's, not be you?
1: There's the ethical thing, right? You know, mm-hmm. and and I think you know in some cases too for we we're trying you know as hard as we can. Um all of the people that I play music with um to a person are all have, you know, they all have day jobs and they're all mm-hmm. And I actually don't, I was actually talking about this with a friend the other day. I mean, like 98% of my friends are all musicians and music people, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's just the way it works, you know, birds of a feather and all that jazz.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: And I think I know two people, I think I know two people who are musicians who don't have to have a day job. Um, And in both cases, they also teach lessons. So you could say that teaching lessons is a day job, right? Right. and they're doing lessons over Zoom or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that is pretty wild considering how many people I know who are in bands that like, you know, bands we've heard of and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like projects that are pretty significant and they still have to work, you know. Yeah. So um that that's just kind of the way it goes now. Things really change. I don't want to I mean my part of my day job is I teach the history of rock and roll. and Oh fun. Yeah, it's been really nice, you know, but there was a massive change that happened in the early 2000s in music industry. And that just hasn't been course corrected or it will never be the same again. It's all it's always going to be the way kind of it is right now, probably within uh goalposts, you know, of a certain way of things going. And that's cool. You know, we got to adapt. We got to learn every changes. I mean, we're a, heck- so- heck of a lot cooler about, you know, more than just white dudes making music now, right? We've got a lot more Oh, yeah,
0: for sure. I doing... mean, that's, again, you know, the advent of the internet and the different platforms yeah. available. Anybody can put their stuff out there and, you know, yep. an audience can find you. Absolutely. So
1: it's harder to make mu- money in music now than it's ever been. But again, at the end, in- I-, I mean, I'm, I'm probably, it's a fatal flaw, but at the end of the day, it really is not something I really worry about. You You hope for you hope that something will happen and it's cool. or or And by that, I mean like that when you put a record out, people like it. Right. Um, but, you know, just recently on Bandcamp, a project that I'm in that I literally recorded the music in my basement and then Susie sang on it in, in the upstairs room while I was like working, while I was doing the dishes.
0: <laughs> Very fun. Um,
1: like we we've knocked that sucker out in a weekend and that got picked up on like a band cap daily thing you know like hey check this record out very cool and i cool. was like yeah, i texted her i was like hey Susie, good job well, you know we did it man that's awesome yeah and then she was like yeah that uh resulted in one person buying the album
0: <laughs> well but you know what it, it it's that's one person you know call it a win that's right a, a win is that. a win
1: yeah totally you know and 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 i love that record i think that record's fantastic you know it's it's a weird little thing and it's real loose um but i you know like it's one of those things like we were happy with it Susie's yeah. happy with it um, my wife played on it, she's happy with it. Beth, our friend Beth played on it, Beth McDonald, played, you know. So we're 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 happy with it on our end, you know. It's just so weird. You have an idea of like you see the oh, Bandcamp Daily, oh, that's a popular band. Mm-hmm. And then you're on it and you're like, yeah, no, it's not, that's not how that works. Like
0: <laughs> well, but you know, the the brilliant thing though, I think, about where we sort of are with a lot of the technology and the the availability of things is, you know maybe right now it's a space where creative people are having trouble sort of you know it's a hit and miss kind of situation yeah but i think it's very exciting to think about the the new the new systems the new things the new you know mm-hmm. call it an app call it a software call it a platform whatever it is oh, yeah. that Absolutely. there are new channels and new ways of being able to really lean into your creativity and really build your own audience that are coming Absolutely. up all the time and you know, as much as maybe the music industry has shifted, you know yeah. in the last twenty years, thirty years, yeah, it could shift into something that does become easier for musicians. There could be you know yeah. you, you never know what new thing could come up that suddenly it's so much easier for for people to get attention to what they're doing and and yeah, so. I think that's something, you know, for me, at least, you know, I look at I know everybody wants to be worried about things like AI and what have you, and that it's it's all just the downfall of the the sort of natural organic artist or what have you. But I like to look at it as there's more tools coming available to people so that you can fine tune what it is you already do or, you know, enhance what it is that you already do. And 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 who knows what else is coming. Right.
1: Oh, I agree. Yeah, completely agree. And I
0: I am more hopeful
1: than I'm um, dismayed. You know what I mean? I'm more hopeful about like, oh, something pretty neat is probably going to happen in 10 years with whatever, you know, with X, Y, or Z, you know? so.
0: It could with music too. You never know, right? That's true. It totally could.
1: As a film school person, what has been your favorite movie of the last couple of years?
0: Oh, you know, I'm really kind of... I hate to be this in my mid thirties, but I might be stuck in the eighties a little bit. Like I am, I'm sorry, but I'm still in love with Ghostbusters and I'm still in love with Batman and I'm still in love with Beetlejuice. And I'm, I just, there's some things, you know, little monsters and drop dead Fred, like that will just never, ever not be wonderful things to me. I will rewatch them forever. Um, I'm kind of one of those curmudgeonly people that I'm like, stop remaking the movies from my childhood and start, (laughs) <laughs> writing something new and or hi hello i write i would be happy to help you come i have some new ideas totally,
1: totally. So come
0: on over to me let's make a show and or movie i'm with it i'm here i you know yeah. we can do something new and different yep so i think i you know i have a little bit of that going on i don't <laughs> that some of that sort of you know dad mentality of i like my stuff that was you know my stuff back in the day and i <laughs>
1: i totally appreciate that yeah i've i've been known to watch the same movies over and over again too so yeah
0: (laughs) yeah no it's one of the things that you know and i've talked i think we've talked about this before um on some other episodes but i think for me too there is a certain amount of in the big blockbuster movie world i think a little over i don't want to say overproduction but maybe over usage of, of cgi that there's something that becomes very uniform do yeah, A yeah. lot of things. And that's kind of what I like a little bit about some of the oh. more DIY things, you know, even yeah. in film or in music, whatever it is that there is something a little bit more interesting to me in something that isn't like beautifully polished and perfect like Hollywood, yeah. you know, the big things. Some, there's something a bit more interesting and unique in that to me.
1: And and that's the baffling thing for me is I would think that if the um if they have the full weight of Hollywood behind them like in the movie uh, what did we watch recently Oh the Flash movie the the Flash Oh movie. I
0: haven't seen that one um, yet I,
1: and I and I went to because Michael Keaton was in it so that's why I was like Oh right
0: like yeah. um, took way too had, long for Michael Keaton to be Batman again I mean he is my Batman
1: Oh yeah and he was fantastic in it he really did. He was really, really good in that movie, like objectively. He was mm-hmm. quite good in the film. The the um CGI, the effects, the visual yeah. effects were absolutely abysmal. It was like I I had thought this stuff was going to get better. Right. So, and it's absolutely getting worse. Like I would wager that some CGI stuff from even 10 years ago or whatever is far, far, far better than what was going on in this film. It was it was bananas. I couldn't believe it. I was like
0: it it there's a I don't know if complacency is the word, but doesn't it there? There seems to be a bit of a plateau that it's hit, right? In that in that sort of realm where there's only so much you can do with with that computer generated stuff. Like there is well, again read, that.
1: Yeah. No, go ahead. I've read, I've read that they're grossly overworked, and that's the problem. Is that the people who do that job? There's only a finite amount of them. There's not like you know tens of thousands of people who do it. There's tens of thousands <laughs> of people work on that stuff but that they're so overworked and the deadlines are so, so strict oh, I'm that sure. they have to just kind of say good enough. Right. That There's just not enough time to do it so that mm. people, somebody one recently was like, maybe the writer's strike that's happening right now will help that a little bit because they'll be able to shore up things. Um, but I don't know how that works on that end of things. You know what I mean? So, um, but that was one thing I read is like, yeah, the, the CGI is crappy lately because there there's no time.
0: You know, even that to me is interesting, though, because you have to wonder what will be born out of it that is more centered on giving people who are creative in those fields and and whether it is the writing or those kinds of effects. You know, will there be a shift because of what's going on, the overall and, and the underpaid? Like, will there be a shift where more of them will start their own new things and collaborating and doing something more DIY and, you know, sort of further get away from the old system of, of an institution. And, and, you know, I guess like Hollywood is being sort of gatekeepers of, of the, the money that goes into that kind of an industry and it sort of dispersing out into smaller projects. Like that's, I think, I don't know, maybe what I guess I, I dream the dream that it would happen that way, that, that things become more, diversified and not necessarily just held in the hands of a few um you know so it's it's interesting to me to watch that and again just what what could be coming that we don't know yet that could be really great for artists and creative people you know and so right i do try to keep that if we keep a positive outlook there's got to be some brilliant something coming along for us right
1: yeah i hope so yeah that's i'm that's way better than the alternative
0: yeah right (laughs) It's always totally, al- yeah. it's <laughs> always better to be hopeful than to than to just think it's all going to crash down and burn, right? Yeah.
1: Completely, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, I do want to be mindful of your time. So, oh. I uh, um I do want to give you an opportunity to, you know, plug your stuff. Um we'll definitely put all of your links, but uh, do you want to just direct everyone to the links below or again, you, you know, is there anything upcoming that you want to sort of plug for yourself? Oh, wow. Well,
1: um there is a and I shouldn't, I don't even I probably shouldn't plug it before it's out, but um sorry, there's a oh, really okay. busy street. I apologize. Um, there is a new hand turner record that is done, and we're almost done mixing it. It's got like two little tweaks for mixing, and I'm really um super happy with this album. I'm really happy with it. I, I think it's fantastic. Um, and I can't wait. I can't wait till it comes out. I'm 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 really stoked. There is another thing coming out. Actually, I, got the vinyl, I just got the vinyl copy. I hope I'm okay to talk about this even. I don't know if I am. There's a new record out by a project called um, cool. Floating Cave. Okay. Um, am- Amulet of Sound, Floating Cave. Um, and that is my friend Drew, a guy that I play with in New Standards Men, And he made a record. Um, it's a drone album. Um, but that is not quite right. It's not quite right to say it's just a drone album. It's not just a drone album. I don't even know how to describe it. It's the most beautiful music. It's very, um, meditative and oh, um, he, he's just so brilliant. And I got to play on that. Um, very and I'm cool. really, yeah, I'm really, really, really proud of that album too. And I'm proud of the, the last New Standards, Men record, New Standards Men record quite a bit too. Um, Geez, other than that, there's a bunch of recording sessions that I'm sure we'll do next year. And uh um yeah, I mean, I'd say refer you to the links below.
0: All of the links. There we go. Awesome. Well, and you know, once you do release some of the new uh albums and what have you, do yeah. let us know. We'd be happy to, you know, post that on our social medias and, and oh, put your stuff you. out there and share for sure. Thank um, you. So, yeah, we'll definitely put all your stuff there and would love to have you back again sometime to check in on what you're oh. doing. Anytime.
1: I'm, I am a uh, predisposed to uh, talk with you because you're cool, but also like hey, um, people who are from where we're from. It's hard to describe where we're from sometimes. And
0: yeah, I think certainly we, when you run in creative circles and if you're recording in Chicago, I imagine it's hard to <laughs> explain to anyone what it's like to grow up in a town of a thousand people. It, it is not the easiest. Yeah. And no, um, I have, you know, I've said before to people like, you know, go to the Walmart in your town. There's more people shopping at Walmart right now than in the town that I grew up in. 100%. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: And you were, was it from Eureka? Is that where it Yeah, was? yep. Eureka. Yeah, so Eureka is also very small. And, oh, and, yeah. And I think Eureka also has really good sausage there too, don't they? I think there was a good
0: I, Yeah, too. I think we could probably have a little bit of a rivalry going, you know, <laughs> Wishick or Eureka, who's got better sausage? I think I think we could have an argument. We, we We may have to do some kind of a taste testing thing if you come back to the Dakotas. Oh. We'll get John. Oh, count in.
1: me in. Yeah, oh. we'll I get... would make a trip back for that. You know, last year, get just briefly. Uh, uh, yeah, just talking about freak freaks on the prairie. I went back. <laughs> to, yeah, so I went it. back to Minot last year and um, kind of was a sort of ad hoc mascot for this bakery in Minot.
0: Okay, um, the, I say John told me to ask you about this. I think. Yeah. How did you become the role troll?
1: Yeah, and uh, uh prairie prairie. Uh, uh, oh my God, sorry, prairie lights. Is that it is? no, prairie lights is the bookstore. Um, prairie sky. There we go. It's the okay. greatest. It's a great bakery. They're the greatest people. The sweetest um collection of humans working in one place. I swear to God, they Aww. they seem to really treat their people really well, and and their people treat them well. And anyway, I love those people. They're great.
0: Yeah, I love um, it.
1: Zach and Jasmine. So, uh, anyway, and um, over the years, you know, social media can be uh a, a a chore, and and yeah. Be- vapid and and also you find yourself fighting with people on there which is so stupid but mm-hmm. over the years they would post pictures of caramel rolls and i gotta tell you there are not caramel rolls outside of the dakotas really it's not something that really happens outside of like north and south dakota you know
0: other than like cinnabon and the airport right yeah like- and that's
1: not even a caramel roll the way we know it like the way cindy no. would make a caramel roll that would no like-
0: you can't compete no, no. cinnabon She's cannot crazy. compete with cindy Oh, she's the greatest. Right. And
1: um, these guys like, and then so I went to go there and I served as their mascot and all of that stuff. And I just thought, like, you know, this is these people are so free. You know, they're just free with whatever. They're they're trusting, they or maybe like you said earlier, they're trusting that things are gonna be okay. Yeah, that things are gonna work out, and that Mm -hmm. like, you know, something good's gonna come down the line. And I just yeah, I'm just so happy to see that there are weirdos like that you know oh yes
0: they you'll find us here and there you know
1: of course sorry i sneezed oh you're
0: good (laughs) don't worry about it but yes us weirdos us toxic positivity weirdos you need you need to have a couple of us planted here and there we help balance things out yeah
1: you kind of like you know the ones who, (laughs) who tend to be on the other side of the things you make us rethink our stance on things once in a while, which I think is really, really nice. So
0: (laughs) I, you know, that's, I, I'm always looking for, how do I turn it into a positive, you know, that's kind of the thing I've been doing lately. How do I turn this into a thank you? You know, how do I, how do I turn this into a thing to be grateful for? And you can find it. It's not always easy. That's You can find it.
1: You absolutely agree. Yeah. So, um, and it's cool to meet people who you don't have to explain things to, to, you know what I mean? Uh, Yes. (laughs) and I
0: love that about the podcast that I've been doing and certainly with meeting creative people, it's, it's nice to be in a sphere where you feel like you, you belong. And, and that's again, with this podcast and the other podcasts I'm doing, just the ability that we have now to build virtual communities like that and, and to meet people and to find people you can collaborate with and, and build your friend group, you know, it's, uh, again, technology can be a really beautiful thing in that way. And it's exciting to think what better things we can lean into, uh, especially as creative people, for sure. Completely. Yeah. Wonderful. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. We uh, so appreciate it. And I'm sure Shane is sad that he missed it, but we'll love the episode very much.
1: Well, tell him hi for me, and I, I hope to meet him sometime.
0: Yes, you will have to come back again, and we'll, you know, it would be fun to do. Like maybe we could bring you and John in, and we can have a little sort of like musicians, you know, panel. Bring a couple of your friends, yeah. and we can have like a little, a little Zoom party for a for a podcast Great. sometime. That'll be a good time.
1: Be rad. Count me in. Any anytime, John or any of the whole cultures are involved, I'm I'm in. So fabulous.
0: <laughs> I love it. Hundred percent. Well, thank you so much again. I really thank appreciate you. it. Thank you, Haley. You have a great night. You too. Hi again, friends. I do hope that you enjoyed that conversation that I had with Ike Turner. i do hope that you will check out all of his links below listen to some of the music that he has available out on the many projects that he is involved in i really loved that conversation we had i do hope that he will come back sometime and chat with us again if you'd like to support more episodes of the no small stories podcast you can support our patreon that's patreon.com slash no small stories and you can follow us on instagram at no small stories podcast thank you so much everyone for listening Do please like, share, subscribe, leave a review, a comment, all those good things that listeners can do. And until next time, remember, no matter how small you start, your story is always a big deal to us.